this. Look at the figure. Look at the turn. Oh, that was brilliant. Luke Bruce. Gee, it's a good kick. It is a great kick. It's one for the ages. O'Brien, some candy. And then a goal. Lewis runs into the open goal. Thank you very much. The Hawks are back in town. Well, it's officially the off-season. You've heard the so-called experts prattle on and pad things out for hours at a time with scuttlebutt and innuendo, but we're back to help you beat the tedium. The saviours of the trade period have arrived. Hello and welcome to this special edition of the Hawk Talk podcast. It's Trade Aid 2019, offering relief from the steady stream of BS from the media. My name is Nick Mason, and joining me is a man who's bringing plenty to the table this pod, starting with the PCM. It's time to get lit, Tiz. Get lit. Yeah, what that's the, right. What was that? Uh, that's 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 Warple's choice of uh, celebratory quote. It, there I was, straight onto Google, looking up "get lit." And what did you find? Uh, Careful, because um, podcasts in the past have gotten trouble for reading out from Urban <laughs> Dictionary. So have they? <laughs> yeah, Scott oh, Cummings. Oh, you remember? oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awful. Uh, yeah, well, well, we won't be going down that path. But apparently, as a group, you can. It can just be a, a social high. Which okay. I think is what he was going for, obviously. Okay, yeah, I don't think he was implying... They didn't have to walk it back the next day. No, it wasn't the implied substance abuse that <laughs> sometimes comes with the term. No, we're all getting lit. We're getting lit here at the Hawk Talk podcast because that's our guy, Tiz. That's our guy. That's our horse that we backed. James what? Warple from the very... Warple Watch. We're all on this from the very start. <laughs> the train is a little full. Yeah. <laughs> Well, now it is. We I took you, a lot of people with us. I tell you what, we saw Mitchell go down at the start of the year and then Sam Mitchell switched his focus and mm-hmm. he's just created this warpedo. Warple did pay tribute to him. It's in, incredible. In, in, in the nervy speech that he gave, he did uh, salute Sam saying this award is uh, in great part due to Sam Mitchell. Well, absolutely. I don't think any of us doubt it. No. We saw those early photos from training. That's right. On the night when he won the award, I pulled up one from Feb. And uh, just side by side and Sam Mitchell having a word to, to young James, who, jeez, uh, he's kicked on. <laughs> what a year. Who would have thought? Best and fairest. Yeah, you would have got pretty good odds, I reckon. Hey, let's uh, get to some social media stuff before we get into the rest of the recap of the Peter Crimmins medal. iTunes, you can rate and review us there. We've notched up 204 ratings. We'd love to see that keep on ticking over. Twitter, at HawkTalkPod. We are fast approaching... 2,000 followers, Tiz, which is crazy. Now, I uh, would love for you to uh, jump on and help us build that community a bit more in the off-season. We're also keeping you in the loop over on Facebook, facebook.com slash hawktalkpod, and we've got Patreon as well. We're going to try and get another bonus ep out before the end of the month, I think, so have a look out for that. That'll be a Patreon-exclusive bonus episode, and we do have some shout-outs, but we might save them till the end of the episode, I think. Yeah, and we're also waiting for something to happen in the trade period. <laughs> That's right, yes. No point putting bonus apps out if you don't really have much to talk about. I can't say it's great when the Hawthorne app has a notification and, you know, they want you to click on it, but mm. you have no idea and you get a little bit stressed. And yeah. Then your phone seems to chug, chug, chug as it's trying to get in. Oh. <laughs> it's never anything. Well, not at the moment anyway. Not yet. <laughs> I want to talk about Warple some more, if you don't mind, because I want to get stuck into the Peter Crimmins medal. What a brilliant night it was. Uh, James Warple's status as a star on the rise has all but been confirmed, winning Hawthorne's Peter Crimmins medal as the club's best and fairest at just 20 years old. Now, Tiz, that's the Hawks' youngest best and fairest since Lee Matthews in 1971. A premiership year. He was just 19 years old, Lee at the time. Ridiculous. That's absolutely crazy. Warple played in all 22 games for the year, polling in all but one of his appearances. He averaged 26.6 disposals, 4.9 tackles and 6.5 clearances. He also led the club for handballs, contested possessions, clearances and inside 50s. That is just an astonishingly good year. And a year um, which we alluded to at the top of the show. Uh, Mitchell going down. This is the kind of year that you needed someone to have the fact that it's Warpool is just super impressive. Overlooked by Geelong, of course. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Had to put the boots in there, didn't you? <laughs> oh, look, I mean, we knew when we were reading the reports on him mm. that this kid could be very, very good. Yeah. 
Uh, it seemed that the only thing they didn't like about him was his kick-to-handball ratio. Mm-hmm. He should have been handballing more when he was kicking too much and, you know, very sort of pernickety little things. Yeah. And I think uh, the recruiting department was very pleased when he dropped all the way down. Sorry, really pleased. But they can't they can't say that at the time. No. Can they? They can't go, oh, this Warburg is going to be absolutely fantastic. No. You are not going to... <laughs> recognize this kid in two years. This is this is going to be something else. They can't do that. No, ironically. Just like they won't do that when Patton arrives. <laughs> ironically, since you did mention Geelong, that's more of a Chris Scott attitude, isn't it? <laughs> oh, so they've finalized the Tim Kelly thing. Oh, yes, that came through this afternoon. How did you rate that? Who does that benefit? Uh, it makes me worried about what Geelong are going to do in the draft because I think they've got something like three picks inside the top 30 or okay. something crazy like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Well, they haven't been doing very well very recently with the picks. No, I suppose not. But uh, I just don't like when Geelong benefits. Yeah, well, Just in general, you know. I also general dislike West Coast. I mean, they've got a ready-made <laughs> yeah. player again. And yeah, and their midfield's looking very threatening. The only thing I would say is... Uh, do you remember a player called Des Headland? <laughs> yes. Played yeah. very well at Brisbane yeah. with some absolute stars next to him in that midfield. Mm-hmm. And then went to, oh, where did he go again? <laughs> Perth. Yes. And uh, he ended up at Frio and he looked like someone had dropped him. <laughs> oh, it's a little bit harsh. Didn't he? He looked like he'd fallen out of the aircraft. It was... <laughs> I thought you meant from birth. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wow. You say he was airdropped in. <laughs> it just looked like he didn't completely stick the landing when he got to <laughs> Perth. And uh, it was never yeah. the same player. And I fear mm. that um, Tim Kelly might suffer the same fate. Yeah, without the absolute geniuses that run around with him. What yeah. were they called? Not the God Squad. What do we call? Oh, them? the Wolf Pack. The Wolf Pack. Oh, that's it. Jeez, yeah. wasn't that just hilarious? Yeah, <laughs> that came up again. So uh, it's a lot older now that uh, the average age of that Wolf Pack. And um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It'll be interesting. I don't know. I just hope West Coast aren't good again. Well, I hope all the teams aren't good again. But as it is trade period, did you notice every team has a top four chance next year? Yeah. <laughs> According to anyone on trade radio <laughs> at any time throughout the day, you'll hear that someone's a top four chance. Oh, Danaher is so overrated, my goodness. Oh, Danaher will be a good player for Sydney. Yep, Sydney, will, their top four aspirations will really benefit from Danaher coming over. Ugh. It's just It's always just insert name of player, insert club, top four. <laughs> It's, it's the, the trade radio formula. There is, um, there's apparently a new set of cards out from Select. And, uh, <laughs> Here we go again. Y- yep. And uh, it's just first name, surname, and in the middle they have the difference. <laughs> because that is apparently what all these blokes being traded from club to club are. They're going to be oh, the yeah. difference next year. Every single one. Isn't it uncanny that all these pieces just need to fall into place? Jeez, I tell you what, Patton wasn't very pleased to be leaving. What are you Should we be about? worried about that? What are you talking about? Well, his, his address to the GWS boys mm. was very heartfelt and emotional. And well, see, when he came on um, throughout the the trade, uh, well, before the trade period, he, he spoke to those uh, whoever it was, whichever two hosts were talking at that particular time, spouting <laughs> nonsense and interchangeable at this point. Yeah, um, what's that? That's a bit bitter. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of lemon and lime to go with that one. <laughs> Uh, he was talking, and, and he seemed very. His heart was set on Hawthorne. He seemed very happy to be uh, the idea of playing with Clarko and uh, or playing under Clarko, I should say. Yep. Um, so I, I think I have a different reading. I think he was quite keen. I just mean his heartfelt address to the GWS boys at the uh, at the Sheedy Medal Night, mm. and uh, I don't know. Let's go the other way with it. I'd be worried if he was taking it lightly. You know, it's it's a bit almost sociopathic to be well, like. What I, what I would say is, he, he looks like a very decent gentleman. Yeah, mm. yeah, I get that impression as well. Um, how have we strayed this far from the run sheet already? It's been a while. Well, a bit, a bit I, rusty. I think we've been listening to too much trade radio. To be honest, that's how it works, right? That is diagnosable. <laughs> <laughs> it is a serious problem. Uh, I mean, Warple. Number one. Number two, no real surprise, Ricky Henderson, uh, just eclipsed by Warple, was recognised for a career-best year. Henderson averaged 24.6 touches over 22 games, ranking fourth league-wide for total marks with 7.2 per game. I would have been very, very disappointed if I were Ricky. It was uh, a little hard to take, wasn't it? Because he was right up in it almost the entire way. And that's his best year. Yeah, Oh, yeah. That's right. As I said, career career. It's just... 
He was phenomenal. Especially in that it was it was the first part of the season that did it. Yeah. And then set when, it up. When you when it looked like he was maybe gonna drop off a bit, I don't know if this is your reading, but he kept on winning votes and I was like, Oh, here we go. Jeez, Hendo might be in with a shot here and then just Warble just came out of nowhere and uh and, and blitzed him basically right at the end, right at the death. So Hendo a bit unlucky, but I, I you know, everyone at Hawthorne knows how significant his season was. I think he can rest assured of that. Absolutely. Now, if you look at the average votes scored for mm. some of these players, now Warple is highest with 5.23. Yep. But then, Jarman Impey. Yes. With a, with a clean five of 17 games. Mm-hmm. So he would have been very close to Warple. Yep. And it, was, it was also very, looking very good, Impey, throughout the season, as they tallied up the votes, I mean. So how does this work again? Mm. The maximum's 12. Yes. Only one player scored that throughout our 2019. Can you guess who it was? Uh, Jack. That's right, for his six-goal effort against Port. And so the 12 were awarded by a committee of um, of the line coaches in Clarko, is that right? Or, I believe so, yeah. Or do they each get um, to give out three votes? Up, it's a good up question. To the 12. It's a good question. I, I'd have to, have to suss it out. Because there's some players mm. that... Um, you know, may have only received a vote from their line coach every week. Would you like yeah. me to go through the doldrums of the PCM and then we can come oh. back to the to the highlights? Yeah, okay. Because remember, we did this, was it last year? Yeah, last yeah. year. Yep. And we noticed that one player <laughs> was very, very low. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you remember his name? Was it Langford at the time? I don't remember. Well, Langford was low. <laughs> You're so but, annoyed that I brought him up in that context. <laughs> but the one that we didn't expect. Yeah. Was Ryan Burton? Oh, that's right. Yeah, and and that offered some sort of explanation as to what. And we then were he was out the door yeah. before we could blink. Okay, so who's out the door this year? <laughs> well, I hate to say it. Oh no, this is going to be awful. No, it's not going to be awful because uh, he got selected for fourteen games. Oh, okay. Can you guess? Fourteen. I want to say Connor Nash. Yeah. Well, he got one point three six. Okay. Per, 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 per per appearance. Okay. All right, you can hear the uh, perturbation and dread in my voice there. <laughs> and, of course, he's been banned from entering Australia again. So, um, <laughs> what? Okay. Because he always overstayed his welcome. Oh, I was going to ask you to brief people on that story because that slipped through the cracks, didn't it? <laughs> Gee, we, yeah, he overstayed, overstayed the visa. And uh, What's happening with that? Is, is that all good now? Well, or? he's barred. He has to do a couple of things. He has to, I think, come back. Renegotiate the next visa, then leave again, and then he can return. Okay. Uh, Interrupted so- preseason. <laughs> <laughs> he looks pretty happy in Europe at the moment. Okay. But yes, and there's one other player that was that was selected for more than ten games uh, that scored even lower than him, and this will surprise. He only got eleven votes for the entire season. Jack Scrimshaw. Okay. Eleven votes off ten. Average one point one. Hmm. Are we concerned? Uh, no. I'm stunned. Yeah, because he had uh, some really good games. I'm surprised, but it, it did occur to me. Remember, he got dragged against Carlton. Did he? After he had a shot that. from fifty and missed. Oh and yeah. Then we oh, were down yeah, by yeah. a country mile at half time. Yep. Ooh. Tell you what, <laughs> would have been salty about that. <laughs> anyway, it's it's interesting to see how the coaches mm. uh, analyze their own players, and they were they were quite critical of their own men this year, as they were last year. Um, each year they seem to be awarding less votes. <laughs> less and less. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> which is, you know, it's interesting. I mean, the, co- the line coaches are changing. It looks like Uze might be leaving now, yeah, according to Tom here. Brown. Yeah. yeah. And who's the other bloke? Scotty all, Burns. Yeah, you're all over the place. Yeah, well, you know, it's good. It's a, literally at the end of the show I was going to bring it up. Really? Yeah, no, I've no, got the notes very, here. It, that's very important. I mean, I noticed that uh, Collingwood have got their coaching structure already locked in. You know, you've got, right? have, you've got to have um, longevity for these things. Otherwise, just buggers around with how you want to inculcate the players. Well, since we are talking about it, we'll circle back around to the PCM in just a second. But uh, there's been some conflicting reports around Uze. Have you kept up with this? So the idea is that he actually signed the contract to extend two weeks ago, but it was only mm-hmm. announced at the PCM. Yeah, so announced in very recent memory, mm. like just a few days ago, really. And uh, that was going to be until the end of 2022, taking the position of Ford's coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and match day strategy and opposition was still going to be part of his portfolio. Now there's reports led by, as you said, Tom Brown, 
that uh, no relation to Ash. No, you should point that, that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, underline that, circle it. <laughs> reports are emerging that he's interviewing for the senior coaching role at Adelaide. Yeah. So, if that's the case... Which no one wants. No, it doesn't seem like uh, it. Lyons been offered it, said no. Mm-hmm. No, no, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't go to a team that can't attack and teach them to defend. Just... <laughs> <laughs> There's no thrill in it. Where's the chase? <laughs> anyway, he gets a year off. I wouldn't be taking a... He gets paid out for a year. I wouldn't be mm. taking uh, another job. And uh, Scotty Burns. Well, the other thing is uh, Scott Burns. Well, he's been rumoured for Adelaide as well. But, uh, I mean, just just don't know. All the, so many contrary reports floating around. Because you wouldn't have thought, given that Uze signed on the dotted line, you you would think that just is the end of it. But no, nevertheless, there are reports emerging that he's interviewing. And, and so too with Scott Burns, that he's in the frame for that Adelaide coaching job. But what I've got here is that uh, Scott Burns is going to be taking over uh, stoppages. Uh, who had uh, Chris Newman was doing stoppages, mm-hmm. and now Chris Newman is going to look after the defenders. What is this? Just a round robin? Pretty what? much, yeah. Okay. We, we've just had a bit of a shuffle in the coaching department uh, about just who, who's doing what lines. So just to recap, we've got uh, Uze doing the forwards. We've got Chris Newman looking after the defenders. Scott Burns is going to do stoppages, and Mitchell holds his position as midfield coach. <laughs> he wouldn't give that up. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys can... Move around me. That'll yeah. that'll be fine. Ain't broke. Not worth fixing. Just keep on I reckon on he just on. shimmied. What do you reckon? <laughs> so like him. So like him. Uh, hey, let's talk about the, uh, the midfield group, or spe- specifically one player who mm-hmm. had a fantastic year and he was honoured with uh, a third placing, a podium placing for the PCM. It's Jager O'Meara. Yeah, he polled less than he did last year. That's right, just a fraction less. Hmm. A fraction less, but a very good year. Twenty-five Huge point, workload. Oh, yeah. 25.8 disposals from 21 matches. Scored more Brownlow votes than any Hawk, it must be said. So yeah. he's recognised for that. Yeah, he's recognised for his good looks there. Yep. Oh, is that it? That's how it works at uh, Brownlow Night. Oh, it's, it's who you want to get on camera. How, do, how else do you explain Fife copping all those votes and all those losses? That he got three in that game against us that you and I watched at the... Where was it? The Elgin? Yeah. yeah. He was off for the half of the first or the second quarter. I mean, credit where it's due, he had a tremendous second quarter. That does not equate three votes. I'm sorry, just doesn't. We smashed them that day. <laughs> when we got going, the game was over very quickly. And you know who it started with? Do you remember? Um, no, but I'm sure you'll tell me. James Warple with a smother. <laughs> You remember? That's yeah. how it got started. Yes. We're, we're, we were really in a precarious position and it took James Warple to lay his body on the line. That's right. I forgot about that. And they got it down to, I believe it was your man Nash in the end. Oh, it's a, a beautiful finish. I remember that bit. <laughs> Boomeranged so select- <laughs> Selective memory there. <laughs> but uh, no, Fife did not deserve three. But uh, I mean, how, he won by a fair bit in the end. So I don't know if it would have mattered, but yeah. I'm always surprised we didn't get more Brownlow medalists in the early 2000s with all those pretty boys on the team. This is wandering into tinfoil hat territory here. This is really bad. Come on, well, Woden got one. Okay, all right. Just blonde your hair. <laughs> Just get tips. Or make it longer. All right, okay. That's that's the formula, is it? And did you see what Chad Wingard got? For He, he averaged 4.07 per game. Yeah, good debut season with the club. Yeah, so they rated him. Um, got to say that uh, Harry Morrison really fell away. We We knew that. Yeah, no surprises there. Cooperlo, obviously. Yep. So, um, shout out to Frawley and O'Brien, who uh, they fared a bit better than last year. Yes. Well, O'Brien, pretty obviously. Oh yeah, fared a lot better. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying these aren't predictable outcomes, but uh, statistics show that they fared a bit better. And they didn't. Um, they didn't uh, err on the side of caution with Gunston. They dropped mm. him pretty, pretty harsh. <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting because people have been pushing Gunston as a trade bait. Yeah. And I don't see it happening. No, it's. I don't think it's going to happen. What happened to us getting picked two? What happened to that? <laughs> well, according to Graham Wright, we're not interested. We don't but he would say that, that, wouldn't he? <laughs> did, you did see that... the kind of looks he was firing off in yeah. some of the photos that surfaced online? <laughs> he, he looks like he's up to something, dead oh, set. I think he's just reveling in it. He just loves the <sighs> theatre of it. Oh, yeah. But that was that was what I was thinking when they've got Ash and Emma talking to him. I'm like, don't give it away, don't give it away. Well played. Well played. I know nothing more. <laughs> we are, of course, referring to uh, the the current trade podcast the club's running. Yeah, what's it called? 
Uh, <laughs> it's called Hawks Talk Trade. Yeah, that's the one. So, uh, I mean, the best we can hope for is people search for them and find us. <laughs> so, that'd be no, pretty there good. There was a delay in it Welcome, going new up. listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think, I think it's fantastic because it does cut through all, all the uh, the wild speculation. It was really good to hear from yeah, it's, um It must be hard being a, being a journo because there's actually, I guess there's not accountability, but there's the threat of accountability. <laughs> uh, look, Wright did a fantastic job in, in giving fans just a little bit more. He, he didn't give it away. Steve Waugh-esque. Yeah, basically. He, he, he played it pretty well. Uh, he gave fans more than what we were getting from the media. And um, and it's in a, in a controlled environment yep. for the... For the Hawthorne Football Club, so they With get to two control professionals as well. Exactly, and it, it's it's a good venue to you know if if anything does go down, like mm-hmm. Burton did last year. Yep, it's a good way to get the right coverage going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I can see the value in it, but um, you know they did come in for a bit of flack last year, didn't they? When Burton, they did. Yeah, yeah. But uh, how are we feeling about that? I, I did say throughout the season, just oh, you, I, just you wait. People will turn on Wingard in, in terms of they'll they'll change their mind. And they'll go, I start to see the value in this now. And I really feel like now we're at the end of season 2019, I, I think people are feeling pretty good about the trade, aren't they? They feel good about Wingard as a hawk? Well, Wingard and Impey looked, when they were together, yeah. they weren't together often in the side, but they looked really good. Yeah. There's that threat to them. Yes. Yeah. Um, got that it, explosive X factor at yeah. either end of the ground, really, if that's how how they want to play him. And then, and then Warple's just, the, you know, he's the cream mm. from this season. We yep. couldn't have hoped for anything more. Let's get to the uh, the top 10. We'll, we'll rattle them off. Uh, obviously, number one, James Warple with 115 votes. Hendo with 104. Then O'Meara, 103, rounding out the podium placings. Now, from there, the next few, not much of a surprise. I think people would have predicted these, in, in maybe varying orders. But James Sicily was next, number four, with 100 votes. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. average less votes than last year. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked that. That's the part I wouldn't have predicted. But nevertheless, is rated number four in the top ten of the Peter Crimmins medal. Number five, Blake Hardwick featured strongly again. 90, Jarman Impey, Liam Shields, Ben McAvoy, Luke Bruce, and uh, Ben Stratton rounded out the top ten. So even if you're not rating him, and I'm not, Someone coaches is. are. Yeah. Someone <laughs> is, that's right. None of the fans seem to anymore, but uh, as you've pointed out throughout the season, Tiz, uh, he plays a role. Yes, I think he. he um, it's certainly uh, a unheralded role. Yes, he he augments the back line in in taking a bit of a backseat to things. Now let's take a look at the full list of awards from the evening because there's quite a few given out, obviously, apart from uh, the medal itself. Most consistent. Now I have a bone to pick. Mm-hmm. It's not the right name for this award. What would you go with? Most consistently. Good or excellent or mm. something like that. You need to have a qualifier. I think it's assumed, isn't it? Well, isn't that what you think of? It is, but I think it needs to be stipulated because <laughs> most consistent would have been Tom Mitchell. <laughs> you knew what you were going to get. Exactly. Week in, week out. Yeah, there's a certain constancy <laughs> to his to his effort. Yeah. <laughs> you I've got him there. I, I've been thinking of that joke since <laughs> I was a pup. <laughs> Now, there's a consistent player, Shields. <laughs> now, Jarman Impey was the recipient of most consistently good. If you need that qualifier. <laughs> I trust most people don't. Most promising, no real surprise here. I thought it was going to be the switch to Mitch, and it was. Mitch oh, Lewis, most promising Nash player. must have missed out, by Oh, come off it. <laughs> Lewis had this in the bag from around about round 15 or whatever it was. Uh, best first-year player. Who did you have picked for this one? It was a toss-up because there weren't many eligible mm. for this and yeah. I guess Hanrahan was the one that played most games out of them yeah I, I think that made sense Oliver Hanrahan but taking that having out. having said that he had a couple of really good games oh yeah no fantastic no it wasn't at all by default if that was the implication there no he was fantastic uh best club man never understood this award but it seems to you know because we have no idea from outside well that's that's probably why you don't understand <laughs> Exactly. Uh, when I look at, I best... reckon it's the one that doesn't complain when they're kicked. Oh, is the best clubman. Re- you know, the most down to that. The most downtrodden and never complains. What I like about because that was certainly true at my footy club. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I like about Segler winning this is, I mean, they just this is off the back of him getting three years. 
So whatever he's contributing to win best club man, they've looked at that and gone, this is a guy that we definitely want in our club for some time. Yeah. So it's it's good. It's a fitting award. Uh, Box Hill's best and fairest was Dave Mirror. Uh, VFLW best and fairest, Rosie Dillon. Don't skip Dillon. over that. How many has he what? got now? Dave Mirror. How many best and fairest? He's got two, hasn't he? Oh, is, it, is that all? It might, oh, it might be more. It's a pretty good effort. I know we've lost our captain down there. Moore's heading back to SA. Okay, so that, this reminds me of something. On Twitter, I, I was sort of live tweeting the event, and I thought watching it, they were referring to Tim Moore. Right, but and, they meant Andrew. Right, okay. Well, I must have missed that. Right, so Andrew Moore's done with Box Hill. That's a, a bit of a blow for that team. Don't you pronounce the H in Tim Moore? How do you pronounce... How do you, how do, you do that? Tell like, me how you do it. Well, Stewie does it with Cool Whip. <laughs> family guy? <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. I didn't realise we're working by that hard and fast rule. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is what happens when you wake up at 8 to get the latest news. <laughs> Off your AFL app. No, um, Mate, there is no latest news. <laughs> they pretend like there is. There isn't. Graham Wright's not even up. <laughs> still practising his surly looks into the mirror. Does he still need to practise? He's got it down. Oh. <laughs> well rehearsed. Uh, well, do you reckon that was rehearsed, what he said about doddering to Doro? Because uh, that was pretty accurate. Now, remind me, I don't have the exact quote at hand. But uh, Dodoro, he said something to the effect of he would prefer that, that other clubs don't meddle during the season. Yeah, that, uh, that, they that, shouldn't be allowed to tap up other players. Yeah, And, and, and uh, Tom just, Harley should not have been allowed to, um, to have coffee with uh, Danaher. And Graham Wright basically said, that's ridiculous. Slapped him down like a dunny seat and, <laughs> <laughs> and said it was a childish motivation of his. A, a naive sort of comment was the implication. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I mean, there's no evidence that Essendon have ever done such things. People on Twitter pointed out that Adam Saad was an example of where Essendon have done exactly that. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it doesn't really have a leg to stand on. No, but Adam came to them. We've got to be fair here. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> Technicalities. Very good. <laughs> I feel like you have a lot to say about Dodoro. Uh, I got it out in the last couple of years hmm. because he's done the shifty on us a couple of times. Yep. He's still smarting from not picking Cyril. <laughs> was he around back then, was he? And also... Jeez, if, was he around a decade ago? He's hung around. Don't forget, they also got Mark Williams. What did he... he he's got some phenomenal amount. For the, it's, the average wage for the games he played <laughs> is unbelievable. Like record setting. Yeah. I completely forgot, yeah, Mark Williams did go to Essendon and it was... An objective failure, basically. Yeah. No, I think he forgot the shotgun because um, <laughs> I don't remember him kicking many goals. No. But part of it, I love that they've got this sort of figure that thinks he's better than he actually is. Yeah. Like he has, I mean, it's emblematic of the whole club. Well, it's cult like, isn't it? <laughs> it's that <laughs> they rate this jackass. <laughs> Well, it tracks with the whole stand by herd thing. He it's just, just blind faith. He walks around like a rooster with yeah. no feathers. Yeah. Fabulous. There's that gif of him, uh, what was it, from last year? Oh, the double. Um, um, no, it wasn't, it wasn't even a double. It was just like the single fist that looks like he's wanking off someone. And I thought, oh, well, that's, that's, oh, that's appropriate because he's a wanker. Oh. So that really just fits. Oh, jeez. Wow. <laughs> anyway. I thought I, you were going to go hard at him. It turns out I have. I can't wait for him to be exposed as the idiot that he is. I mean, if he thinks he's going to get five and nine mm. for Danaher, who hasn't played yep. in so long, it, it's just ridiculous. I hope he holds on to him. I really do. It'll be great. Well, that that's what he's threatening. Good. He he, he wants Danaher I mean, to stay. Because that is the worst thing he can possibly do. Oh, yeah. That's going to be spectacularly entertaining theatre for Fantasia all fans. And wants out. Yep. Is it, my only thing is, is it going to influence Hawthorne's pick? Because he'll bloody... That's my only concern. ...have a shot at McGuinness. Yep. That is my concern. Is that and we joke now? We're hoping that he ends up, you know, twenty fourth. Yeah, and then we just chuck a third round bid at him. And we're like, exactly Good. right, perfect. I'm getting enormously concerned that that's not going to happen. And if someone like an Essendon or a Geelong can, they'll jump in. Now, don't forget that if we do use a pick, mm. uh, the remainder of the points mm. are then worked out and you're inserted into the. Um, yeah, you you put back into the deck basically. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, we'll get to that. We've got so much to say on trades, drafts, but I'm very, specifically Finn. I'm very excited for Finn. So am I. 
can't wait to talk about it. Anyway, we've got some more awards. Uh, Rosie Dillon, as I mentioned, uh, VFLW Best and Fairest. Uh, Joe Chivers for the uh, VWFL Best and Fairest. VBFL Best and Fairest was Ned Brewer-Miger, I think is how you pronounce that. And the Hawks Netball Championship Best and Fairest was Claire Johnson. It's a fair bit going on. Yeah. It's a long night. I'm not surprised <laughs> it finished it. It felt like 11.30 was when it finally wrapped up. Yeah, yeah, I didn't go this year, but it's usually pretty good heading down to the tables after. Do you want to know why it took so long as well? Clarkson was only meant to go five minutes. Is that right? Yep. Well, he said that on stage. Jeez. <laughs> he was meant to go five minutes. He went I for thought about he was half joking. I thought he was joking. I think that would have been... Because when you go to the AGM, he speaks for ages. Yeah, I could see it being accurate. <laughs> he had but, a... but how do you give Clarko a wind-up? He had you good can't. things to say. Oh, it was, it was fantastic. It was one of the highlights of the night, I thought. Yeah, and Ruffy spoke very well with Harford. How good's Harford now as a presenter? Yes, he's fantastic. Just thought it was a very good night. You got a feel for the culture of the boys too. Well, that was a lot of what Clarko said as well. You had an insight into well, it put it put our season into context and why it suddenly started going so well in that back half of the season. Um, that game that we went to, I thought it was very interesting. Oh, the, the West Coast, the game. West Coast game in the wet at the G meant more to Clarkson than we could have ever conceived of. Um, why was that such a struggle for him? I don't. Really not. He spoke about it. Obviously, they're the reigning premiers. Yeah, it's odd. Didn't take our chances that day. Yeah. Segler in particular um, missed three. Yeah. Well, so we didn't see him for a little while after that. Best club man though. <laughs> Was he around the club at that point? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. He probably got kicked. Didn't yep. complain. Yep. Uh, but no, that that loss meant a lot to Clarkson, and then just a string of things turned it around for the club. I hope they carry that spirit and that optimism and the things underlying the culture that we've built. I hope they carry it into 2020 because it was fantastic to hear about. So get ready for hardball because apparently that's what the GWS want to play, unlike grand final day. They're Damn going you, hardball. You jumped in before with the exact joke I wanted to make. <laughs> that's a contested joke. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> There we go. I got one in, listeners. I'm happy with that. I'm satisfied. We move on. Uh, no, they, they do want to play hardball. We want to bring Patton into our system. Posturing. Absolute yeah. posturing. They have to get rid of Patton. Exactly. He's costing them too much money, and he's not performing for them. Their, their leverage is non-existent, and, and McCartney comes out and says, we won't be paying any of his wage next year. Well, you might be. <laughs> I think you're going to have to get used to the idea, mate. Yeah. Because how you get, how is this going to happen otherwise? I mean, we could front end his contract pretty pretty well, I reckon. I, yeah, I I just I don't see Hawthorne bowing to this to this kind of chatter. They know that that GWS have no leverage. Yeah, well, they, they know their they situation. They just can't be seen to give us a freebie again, like they did with Scully. Yeah, yeah. There's no packet of chips this time. Yeah, I mean, I mean the medical department ain't the best. Sure, mm. right. They obviously thought Scully would never play again. And it took until, what, round two? <laughs> I mean, what a bonus that was this year. I mean, having said that, he only played 21 games. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, that must be so embarrassing. Oh, yeah. For the management of that football club, for that to happen. I mean, to be fair with the Giants, they've got bigger embarrassments now. <laughs> they've kind of accumulated them over the season. We knew they weren't winning that grand final, didn't we? Mate, we're Hawks supporters. Yeah. We knew better than maybe any other opposition <laughs> supporter. Having seen what we'd seen throughout I was the surprised season. they were so good in that first quarter. <laughs> yeah, they really um, turned it on, I guess. Well, they were all right. <laughs> they were fine. They were in touch. Yeah. And then gone. That was one of the worst performances I've seen for the year. So I frankly. reckon we put together a package for um, Toby Green and <laughs> Jonathan Patton. What do you reckon? It's going to be a giant exodus. <laughs> <laughs> no, the other bloke, I hope, mm. is uh, mentioned uh, across the table is um, Aiden Bonner. Right. Who I Not really, Boner. Yeah, I really want to call him Boner because I think giant Boner <laughs> is just Jeez. the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, look, okay, he's played a few games, but I'm not sure if BT has commentated him yet. <laughs> and it, it could be the end. <laughs> I don't want you to get too excited. Okay. But, yeah. Boner could be the end of BT. Now, um, <laughs> no, but that might there might be a package worked out there. But otherwise... Package. See what you did there. Very nice. We're looking to get some 
late second round, third round picks mm. in to cover any bids that might come from McGuinness because we want to pick true. that. We want to keep that pick eleven, which was ten, but Gold Coast Bloody got Gold some Coast. ridiculous benefit scheme. And, what a leg um, up! Oh, they're going to fail. Let them fail gracefully. <laughs> anyway, they've um, they've got to change the colours if they end up in Tassie. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> Uh, I hope they do fail. At this point, I hope they do. I know that's very mean of me, but I just, I'm over it. Get rid of the Suns. It is, everyone predicted them to fail. Yep. I would love to see them, you know, not fail. Uh, but then you have to But it just put seems up with inevitable the, now. You have to put up with the narrative of it being, of it being a fairy tale. Thing. Oh, just so done with that whole perspective. Oh, no, I don't want them to win a premiership. Don't misunderstand me. Oh, right. Just okay. to be a successful club. Right. You know, to be... Solvent would be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You wish the bare minimum for them. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Good of you. Uh, we heard from AFL for fans at Hawk Talk Pod. Maybe the only time the AFL for fans actually is through this user on Twitter. Uh, will we field the tallest team ever as part of the newly designed game plan promised by Graham Wright last week? What was his game plan that he implied? So Wright is looking at basically tall timber down forward. He wants pattern. And he wants to set up with the likes of Lewis and O'Brien next to him. That's only three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not anything out of the box. Well, I, I think AFL for fans is more looking at the list in general. That, you know, we've got Nash as well. And, you know, we've got obviously our Ruckman, which is unavoidable. But yeah, the tall, small forward, Nash. Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, he plays small, doesn't he? Yeah. Tall Poppy is <laughs> famously his nickname uh, in terms of this pod. Yeah. But he's just pointing out that uh, we might be looking a bit like the Monstars in Space Jam. Do you remember that? <laughs> well, keep it in the air, eh? Yeah. And just bank on global warming, you know. <laughs> no rain. Yeah, basically, yeah. It's a very long-term plan. Eight years? Yeah. What is it? <laughs> What's that, Greta? Yeah, eight. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> Murky territory on this podcast now. How, it's getting a little you, too Nick? political. How dare you, Oh, dear. <laughs> Speaking of climate change, Sam Frost. Uh, Did you hear that? Pay the pun! That was a good <laughs> No, we're not getting on to Sam Frost because I've got a much better... Right here, right now. What was the... Have you heard this remix? No. Right what? here, right now. Yeah, Fat Boy Slim. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, apparently that's part of Greta's thing. And Why they actually cut it in. It's so good. Why? We... Oh, it is magnificent. So people can YouTube that? Yeah. Okay, good. Can we move on? We... It's <laughs> wonderful. Speaking of climate change, Sam Frost. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. All right. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> He's chosen the Hawks for his new home. Uh, he officially wants out of the D's, and who can blame him? Most fans want him out of the D's. So, oh. mate. The, Look, the, the, I'm not surprised Frosty gave them the cold shoulder. That's oh. just... Oh. What's just turned into Batman I and Robin? What. It's just going to be Mr. <laughs> Freeze puns for the next hour. This is, this is one reason why I don't want him at Hawthorne. All those puns. Having said that, that's that, the reason you don't want him at Hawthorne. Yeah, having said okay. that, he has excellent closing speed, and if you don't let him kick the ball, he'll be a weapon. That seems to be the consensus at this point. Uh, when I say that D's fans want him out, they're, look, they're, they're actually listen- pretty happy to let him go. Look, don't ever take trust, the word of a D's fan. <laughs> they were winning a premiership in 2019. That's right. Yeah, they fully believed it as well. Yeah, they even bought memberships. <laughs> I can't wait to see the backup on that. Just what they turn in next year. Just the membership levels for Melbourne next year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, they should have done that thing where you can buy two, get one free. <laughs> there was someone, <laughs> someone in the media. It might have been Sam McClure, I think. But like I said, they're all interchangeable at this point anyway. Hasn't pegged for the top four, just like that. They'll be back in the top four apparently. Yeah. What now, I said at the, top, at the top of the show, ridiculous. Now Frost coming to Hawthorne has meant, well, well, when he does come. It will coincide with Hawthorne freezing <laughs> memberships prices in Tassie. Mine was better. Go on. <laughs> I had an uninteresting fact about Tassie memberships, and I managed to squeeze it in there. And now we move on. Okay, so they're, they're sorry. Go again. They're freezing the price. They're freezing. Well, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. Do you think that has any implication as in terms of what we want to do going forward with Tassie? Or no, I just think it gives people a <clears throat> um, an incentive to attend. Well, yeah, or not give up their memberships. Well, true, yep. I've noticed that uh, local footy or suburban footy in Tassie seems to be contracting. Mm, yeah, so, struggling. Yeah. Yep. So 
the AFL have apparently given them some um, dispensations by not charging so many registration fees, and that's right. uh, Australia-wide. Mm. But it's um, it's still very much a struggle to get the participation rates. Yep. And it's a big problem the AFL need to start addressing. Stick it on the bill. They've got plenty of problems they need to address. Anyway, one problem we don't need to think about. Yep. Smith. Not yeah. going nowhere. That's according to Graham Wright. It's highly likely he'll be with us next year, said Graham Wright. A couple of clubs did ask the question, but he's a contracted player and we've just said he's required and that's where it sits. So you would think at this stage, that is the end of that. Isaac Smith will honour his contract and be in brown and gold next year, which is fantastic news. Which was far more forthright than what he said about Birchall and Puapolo. That's right, yes. It's a bit of a waiting game for Birchall and Puapolo. Now, as we're recording this... Potentially, as people are listening to this, there might have been news on Birchall already. Mitch Cleary is reporting that either tonight or tomorrow morning, we'll get an answer. Now, it could be either Brisbane, it could be Gold Coast, or he could stay put with the Hawks. However, what is interesting about that last bit with our club is that uh, Wright has come out and said that we're waiting till the end of the trade period with Birchall and Poopolo. Yeah, so you have a divergence of facts there. Uh, David Noble, the uh, the football boss for the Lions, said that they've not made any sort of offer. Uh, not even at the stage of medically assessing Birchall. So, wow, yeah, you'd think that would be probably well, number about, one for a bloke like that. What about the medical assessment of Alex Keith? Oh yeah, that's been a big oh, story. Oh my goodness! The Crows are like, no, he's 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 right. Yeah, he's good to go. Don't worry about it. Talk about used car salesman. <laughs> Both the Bulldogs and the Saints. We thought they just kicked clubs. the tires. <laughs> <laughs> Both clubs have come back and gone. Um, um what? <laughs> and you wanted what for this player? <laughs> uh, okay, let's negotiate a little more. I think. Mind you, do you reckon they doctored the? Report. Well, that's a serious allegation. Well, Tis. it's a serious allegation against the medical staff at <laughs> Adelaide. Is. The other way around. But back to what's believable and makes sense. Needs surgery. Doesn't need surgery. <laughs> but you could believe that Adelaide are that much of a shambles right now that they just genuinely got it wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> they still don't have a coach. Still don't have a coach. No. Uh, well, Clarko hasn't been rumoured for that role yet. That's been a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't forgotten about David Prestopino. Oh, stop giving him oxygen. All right, I won't talk about it anymore. Um, so, Butler at yes. Richmond. Yeah. Now, if he comes over to us, it's... Poppy ain't staying on the list, I'm telling you. Yeah, no, I agree, but it uh, doesn't look like we're into Butler. Uh-uh. It looks like Carlton are the front runners for that, Okay, as far as I know. Why aren't we into Butler? I don't know. I don't know. I, I wish that we were. I we happy be... with Ross and Hanrahan, and we do have a, a, a sort of a core of those small forward types. But I'm not against getting Butler. I think that'd be a good good pickup. Have you heard any names that you wish were sort of coming to Hawthorne? Not really. No. No. I mean, I, I sometimes get a bit angsty and anxious about. Oh, nothing's happening with Hawthorne. Come on, let's see some activity. But you know, I, I'm. I don't really have much of an expectation around Patton. I think, in theory, it could be a good pickup. Same thing as Frost. I don't really have much of an expectation around oh, those Frost guys. Frost is either. great. I can't wait. So Frost frees up Sicily. Yeah. And also Scrimshaw. Well, that, that's what I'm talking about. Theoretically, this all sounds great. But the players themselves, Patton and Frost, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Let's see what they can do. Um, and then outside of that, I'm like, uh, I just... Not really keen for that many more players. There's a couple of players that I wouldn't mind. There's a uh, a guy at North, which you know Ugh. you'd love. Durden, he's just not going to get a game. Yep, he should he should look at getting out of there. Um, I don't know. It, it, he's just another big forward. I I really want to see Aiden Bonner come to Hawthorne. I reckon he'd be fantastic All for right. us. Darcy Cameron's on the move from Sydney. Yeah, that's right. He yeah. wants to go to Collingwood. Mm. Perhaps we could scupper that. <laughs> Bit but of fun. That's the only reason why they'd be throwing uh, Cox, Cox out. Yeah. It's uh, an interesting stuff. I can't wait for the three-pronged forward line. That's what it's looking like. If everything goes to plan for Hawthorne, that's what we're going to end up with. Uh, and, yeah, just tying a tying a bow in the, the point we're talking about with Birchall and Poopolo, that news is coming. I mean, like I said, Mitch Cleary reports. Maybe even as you're listening to this, listeners, we might have had news on that. But uh, according to Wright, 
we're just holding firm on that. We're just going to wait and see how it all shakes out in the trade period. So not long to go for news on that one. Now, the other one is uh, Mark Pitternett has uh, apparently attracted interest from Carlton. Yeah. Um, Mark, mate. Uh, <laughs> Ruckman at Carlton. <laughs> yeah. Basically, you're only there until cruises well again. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Carlton are coming, aren't they? They're still coming? Yeah, I think so. Do they like what they're cooking yet? Or <laughs> I think Carlton will be good next year. I don't know if they're going to be top eight bound, but I think they'll be better. Yeah. It'll be a different look, Carlton. I, mean, I don't think they're going to be the easy beats. It's certainly uh, appetising for yep. Pitnet. He had a good year in the VFL. He wasn't rewarded. Yep. Uh, it looks like McAvoy is probably staying on the list. Mm-hmm. And that's two rucks ahead of him. It's it's the same situation he's faced his entire career, basically. Yeah. So he, he debuted many years ago now. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, that game against Geelong, I think it was. You couldn't really blame him for walking out. No. Uh, Hawthorne, nevertheless, they have an offer there for him. Uh, so Hawthorne's just sort of waiting. Mark's been on holiday, and uh, they're waiting this week to hear from him. So, Do you think he's going to be eventually the number one Ruckman in Hawthorne? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's You don't just, think he's just too slow and... I worry about that, but after the year I've seen, I, I, I see more potential than I ever have. Like I've start, I've sort of woke, woken up and taken notice of him. I just think he just, started being fierce, hasn't he, around yeah, the contest? It yeah. just, I mean, the problem, and this is where you can't begrudge him leaving. It just might take a little while longer yet. You, like McAvoy has just got that spot sewn up. You almost need McAvoy to retire at this point. Um, yeah, well, I mean, GWS would want McAvoy. Yeah, well. I mean, again, they're in the window, and yeah. they need rucks, and they're getting Jacobs, and his form is awful, and yep. they're going to regret that. And uh, who knows what they're, they're doing gonna about keep Mumford? Jeez, oh, they're going to keep him. God. Anyway, but anyway, we'll see what happens with Mark. If it, you want my call, is I say retain him because I think he's got a lot of promise there. We've persisted with him for this long. It would feel like a, you know a bit of a waste, a bit of missed opportunity if he walked. I'd get it, but uh, I'd be sad to see him go. You just can't let a player like that not be rewarded for this long and expect him to stay on the list. That's all it is. Yeah, that's true. Yep. So having said managing, you know, you've got to manage the players. The yep. players need to manage themselves in some ways, don't they? <laughs> I know exactly where you're going with this. Uh, because we know Cyril described himself as a bloke that hated training. <laughs> yeah. And I just hope that... McGuinness is interviewing <laughs> terribly. <laughs> it's literally every other club. He's I mean, just self-sabotaging. They get to that, uh, what is it, the train thing where, you know, there's seven people that can get killed if the train oh, continues the on. Oh, the experiment. Its, but yeah. And, you know, if it, if it continues on its path or the one bloke that's fixing the railway or whatever it is, you can All switch right. it and I, kill that bloke. Yeah. And he's like, mm. Probably just walk away. <laughs> I don't know. It's so hard, isn't it? Jeez, I'm so... <laughs> you know what I find hard? Making split-second decisions. <laughs> <laughs> just I just, I just feel like I don't have enough information. <laughs> just concerningly indecisive <laughs> at crunch points. Yeah. 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 That's exactly the way you should handle that. Fantastic. Fin. Yeah. So, with respect to this trolley problem... <laughs> Uh, it's it's been reported that some draftees have been asked about this by clubs. <laughs> yeah. I want you to nominate spur of the moment. Which club do you think has asked this question, posed this philosophical problem? Well, I don't think too many clubs would be interviewing um, the number one and number two likely to go draft picks. Yeah, great. No, they're on the right track. <laughs> Reward them. They're going to be great. Oh, there are some tweets like. I feel so sorry for these boys. They work so hard to get to the worst possible position. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and even some people, even Ash has said, perhaps they should be drafted for three years. Yeah, which is oh, could you imagine? <laughs> it's shattering. You arrive there and you go, oh my god, three years. Scrimshaw found it hard not playing well for two. <laughs> yeah, that's you right. try not playing well for three. That's that's just it's dedication. Yeah, Charlie Dixon did it. Yeah, but then it turned out. That he really wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> so hard to know, isn't it? <laughs> what other questions they have lined up for the draftees? Like, a steam train is travelling from the west. And <laughs> Why would they have a moral conundrum in the first place? I don't know. 
because that's a as moral conundrums go that's a pretty extreme example right yeah you've got to kill someone you pick yeah it's just a (laughs) i don't know what it says about someone's footballing ability how are they measuring it you think it is just decisiveness no i i I think uh what psychological profile in accordance with that conundrum are they building up for an aussie rules footballer well you want there to be some hesitation let me just stress that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> you don't have to go, oh, no, kill the one fella. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. I mean, bada bing, bada boom, all right. And then they go, the next question. oh, but, you know, you know, all these people were really highly educated and that guy was just a bum. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, how do you value human life? I guess this is the question. And do you, I, do you, do you believe that, um, well... Why should I probably shouldn't influence this because God's already sending that train towards those seven people? You know, Gold Coast are just feverishly writing notes. Just like, oh yes, yes, good Christian values. Yeah. I don't know. That's the point. That's the point. Dear, oh dear. I think you just want to see them under pressure. Well, we've seen which what... is why I've told him to just stay off making any kind of decision. We've we've seen what Finn does under pressure. What is with this? This I could not have, I could not have been more disappointed. In how good he is. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he's really shown a lot, hasn't he? When you, when you really don't want him to. <laughs> you really just want him to just he's pack it in. He's inviting a first round pick. Ah, he really right. is. Uh, Finn McGuinness at the draft combine has been an absolute star. If you, if you missed this, he clocked a 20 metre sprint uh, at a time of 2.96 seconds, which is just um, it's a few shy of my best. Uh <laughs> But he's done well. 21.4 in the yo-yo test. Uh, his aerobic running high. capacity is just crazy good. Gut-bursting run is, is crazy good as well. Uh, he's really being a little too impressive at yeah, this point. Actually, Clubs are going to take notice. Yeah, but Kel Term is exactly right. Yep. Hawthorne are so coy on Father Sons. This is a quote. They'll meet with Finn over the next couple of weeks. He's a star, and what he's done across the last three months has solidified him as one of the best midfielders in this year's draft. Hmm. Why the hell isn't Riley going to him and going, listen, mate. Pull your bloody head in. I, let's see your acting potential. <laughs> I want to believe that's an ACL. <laughs> <laughs> now, Hawthorne have spoken to him. Obviously, they've touched base. Yeah. They've offered him no assurances. They're interested. Hmm. But it's kind of one of those things of well, you got to we'll see you how gotta it plays. Do the dance, yeah, don't well, you? That's right. Because you can't invite that early pick from Essendon or these yeah. other crappy clubs. Yeah, you got to go. Ah, oh, well, you know, he's all right, but he's not really what we want. What makes it interesting is that McGuinness, obviously, with his uh, the football lineage that he has, he really wants to play for the Hawks. I just want to. He's go on him. record saying this. Relax, mate. You're gonna be drafted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're gonna be drafted. Not necessarily it's, it's a, by Hawthorne, but by someone. Oh, it's a dead cert at this point. And if you want to go to Hawthorne, it's more likely if if, if you, you just call if you it. bit it on further back. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. So this ties into a listener question we had from Al, longtime listener Al, hit us up at Hawk Talk Pod. So Finn has dominated the combine. I have two questions for this discussion. Number one. Why? Exactly right. (laughs) Unless the Hawks weren't too sure about picking him and they've told him to give them a reason to. That's got to be it, yeah? Do we select another gun with pick 11 and work on lower picks, forbidding, running the risks, says Al, that Dodoro will be a f**kwit and bid for him with a pick a bit later? Or do we just take him with pick 11? They'll have to use 11 on someone else in my view. Yeah, there's some good talent that'll be hanging around 11 as long as McGuinness isn't taken early. As we edge closer and closer, Chris is I'm right. just getting more and more concerned. Well, yes, we heard yeah. from Chris as well. Best case scenario, we use pick 11 and then only have to use a few late picks to get McGuinness. Worst case, someone bids on him in the top 10 and we can match that but burn pick 11, which would then become another pick. Yeah. Uh, do you think the juice is worth the squeeze? Surely we can throw the kitchen sink at him. I want Finn McGuinness at our club. Yep. I'll, I'll just put that out there. I mean, if that wasn't evident by the way we've been talking about it, it is now. Yeah. So I, I want him at our club and I'm a little concerned that he's not going to get there. So I just, I, fingers crossed. Anyway, we've got ages to play out on this. We do, yep. There's still a week left in the trade period and uh, we could move up the order. We don't know. When is the draft? <sighs> it's the latest. It's November, isn't it? 
the draft day one. Yeah. Twenty seventh of November. Yeah, I thought it was a while off. Yeah. I keep on thinking ages it's a, away. I keep on thinking it's at the end of uh, October, but no, it's actually at the end of November. So quite a while yet. We heard from Jacob as well. When does the AFL trade period close? Uh, in a week. Is that right? Or is it actually <laughs> oh, what? the 22nd of November? Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. No, you Which are Which is right. when the exchange of selections has to be completed. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. Fair bit to still play out in this. I hope <laughs> Trade Radio continues all the way until then. They Can would you love imagine? That. What an easy paycheck. What an armchair <laughs> ride through life. No, you're entirely right. The AFL trade period closes Wednesday the okay. 16th. Yep. We heard from Jacob at Hawk Talk Pod. Contrary to most, I want to see us trade our first round pick again. The guy I'd love to see us target is Zach Williams of the Giants. He would be perfect for our list, able to replace Impy until he returns and then move into the middle and rotate through half forward with Chad. What are your thoughts? I preferred Chris Maston as a... Oh, yes. an option. Yeah, that was bandied around on Twitter as well, in our little community. So Jacob got in touch on Twitter and suggested Maston would be a, a good candidate. I don't think Zach Williams going anyway. No, I, I doubt that'll happen. It, it'd be so hard to prize him out of there. Mm. But Chris Maston is a good calculated selection off the halfback, I think. We also included a thing here, uh, Hawthorne Next Generation Academy prospect. Connor Downey expects to train with the Hawks over the preseason as he looks to back up a promising bottom-age season. The 17-year-old is eligible to join the Hawks as a multicultural athlete next year because his mum is Chinese. Now, Downey spent most of the season playing as an outside mid, including his appearance for Vic Metro in the NAB AFL Under-18 Championships. This is someone you've had your eye on? You excited for him, are you? I want you to tell me about him. I, I've a not third been up corner to on the list. <laughs> Is that really the only reason you put this on the run sheet? So Danny's a midfielder, pretty much outstanding for for his um, work rate, but uh, he also has the ability to distribute off the halfback flank. And mm-hmm. if you can, you pick these boys up and you try to develop them into something fantastic. You know, like we have with um, uh, I always struggle with his name, Changoth Jeff. Changoth Jeff. Yeah. I think he did pretty well. Hmm. Just keep in mind, I mean, there's always BT out there. So you can't do worse than that. Lewis Mitchell, remember? <laughs> yeah. That's the canary down the mine. All right, now on to the best part. Listener questions. Uh, yes, the miscellaneous questions. They're Let's... much better in the off-season, have you noticed? <laughs> They're always good. <laughs> People are kind enough to give us their time and effort. They, they have some absolute pearlers. We've got a few of them here. I uh, heard from BWAS at Hawk Talk Pod. Is the watering down of Titch's round one hopes these last couple of weeks as worrying to you as it is to me? I dispute that it's been watered down, uh, especially the, the the kind of attitude that uh, Tom Mitchell had at the PCM I thought was very promising, saying that he's ready for a full preseason. He expects round one he'll return. So, I mean, you know, we've got our fingers crossed for that. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I've got no problem with that. He'll be, he'll be fine. I mean, he won't be back to 100% capacity until late in the season, you'd imagine. Yeah, well, I think only it's only natural. You need to sort of temper your expectations in that regard. Uh, we heard from Alex as well at Hawk Talk Pod. Is it just me, or does the trade period only need to be three days long? Such over commercialized nonsense, and any peanut with a keyboard knows as much as the journalists. Well, I've proved that. <laughs> we heard from uh, we heard from Trent at Hawk Talk Pod. I've got a theoretical trade, says Trent. Hear me out. Oh. We trade tears in a future second rounder for Ash Brown. <laughs> do I end up on SEN or at the AFL Record? Which one? You know what I'll do? I'll do a bit of an Adelaide Medical, and I'll I'll send you away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, great, I can't wait for Hutchie to do that. <laughs> we heard from Ramon, uh, and this is, look, that was maybe a bit at your expense there, that yeah, last one. I love this. Can I read this one? Yeah, okay, yeah. go for it. After a year of failed Mason's multi-selections, has anyone ever actually seen Nick and David King in the same room? Jeez, you put a bit of mayo on that one, didn't oh, you? <laughs> I enjoyed that so much. It's a well-played Because they haven't. Well-played. They haven't. No, yeah. good reason. Mm. Uh, ends. No questions. I just want to hear tears on Dodoro. <laughs> well, I mean, we've, we've had plenty of that this pod. We have had a little. I think I think I can go bigger on the next one. Okay. All right. Ne- next question. No, no. I mean, on the next pod. Oh, okay. If right. He in fact delivers on his yes. idiocy. Yep. It'll be great. Oh, count on it. Mm. I think it's going to happen. Uh, we heard from Nicholas Vines at Hawk Talk Pod. Where do you see Chad playing next season? More focused down forward because Mitchell is back, or do you think he'll spend more time in the midfield where we need a bit of a spark? Uh, halfback flank, probably. 
<laughs> no and Clark no it's the experimental phase rearing its no head. no I think he wants to play forward and I think he will play forward I don't feel that he relishes playing the midfield all that much I expect Wingard will be used as just an injection of X Factor wherever we need it if we start losing a midfield battle and we need something we'll slot him in we'll see what we can think, generate I think he did find it harder forward without some big bodies bringing the ball to ground yep. and so being used through the mid was the best idea. We, we talk so much about the likes of uh, Burgoyne or Gunston being a bit of you know, Mr. Fix-It types. I think Wingard's going to be that in an attacking way. like Not just plug a hole, but start really creating for the Hawthorne footy, footy club. And My biggest question is, where's Burgoyne? Yeah, well, that's it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably getting a bit tough to play him, though he did sign on. Well, play him forward. I've always wanted to see him forward. If you are going to play him anywhere, play him forward. Yeah, I agree with that. Little tap-ons, he never gets beaten um, when the ball's on the ground. He usually keeps it in. By the way, I had one poll that ended mm. 50-50. Go on. And it's a bit revolutionary. It's a bit something, you know, lateral. You'll never have thought of it before. Uh-huh. Maybe we got close to it when we did some of those book reviews. <laughs> okay, what is it? Go it, on. It's a... ASMR AFL-based podcast. Oh, my God. Yep. Ended 50-50 on whether I could convince you to record one. Yep. Now, a lot of listeners won't know what ASMR is. Yep. ASMR is Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, which you get from listening to us, if we do it right. <laughs> yeah. It's like... I've never listened to an ASMR. Goosebumps. ASM. Yeah. And the chill up the back of your neck. Yeah. But we give it to you talking about Hawthorne. And we do it by changing the pitch of our voices and slowing it, talking slowly. Oh, come on. What, what has this podcast become? <laughs> I reckon we should do it. No. I reckon it could be great. You I reckon, know what? I reckon we could get halfway through and then you can put on your Donald Trump impression <laughs> <laughs> and you just mess people up. It'd be great. I'm not doing it. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Well, I won't be going oh, into 50% it. of people were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I was actually talking about I won't do the Trump impression because I know you won't. Oh, you do the rest? No. Oh, no I'm not doing I thought it was one of those not moments. Not wheeling Trump back out. I thought, I thought it was one of those moments where you offer someone a choice and then you make it seem really, really bad so they take most of the choice but not the bit that you knew they wouldn't take anyway. Can't you think of any trade deals that have been like that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, iTunes, you can rate and review us on there. Yes, we're wrapping up. Twitter at HawkTalkPod. Keep building the community over there. Find us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash HawkTalkPod. And on Patreon, you can find us there and support the show, patreon.com slash HawkTalkPod. Way up to the sky. We have lowered the price. (laughs) We'll get to that. We have lowered the price of the subscription tier to get the bonus apps. So before it was 10 bucks, and you're thinking, "Eh, that might be a bit steep, maybe when I can. Well, maybe now you can. Maybe now is the time because it's only $5 to get all our bonus apps and we will try and put some out, uh, some more out. There are already some available. Uh, we'll put some more out uh, at the end of this month, I think. Yep. And the merch is in the design phase. Yes. Going to be massive. Uh, okay, Christmas that- is going to be Christmas <laughs> this year. You know how sometimes it's not really Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. Now it's Christmas. This is going to be a big Christmas. This is going to be a... Can you do it? This is going to be a huge Christmas. <laughs> the best Christmas of gold. <laughs> oh, Prancer, no. Vixen, Rudolph, all the best reindeers. <laughs> uh, the most luxurious reindeers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're done. No, I, I just want... You ruined my point. It was going to be a really nice thing to say. The Patreon <laughs> subscribers, I think they need to know. And if you're thinking, well, well I want to support the guys. Um, I need to get around to it. And I, I want to throw my support behind them. Please do. Like, we absolutely encourage it because it makes a difference. Have you felt that, Tiz? Like, working on this show, knowing that we have this kind of support behind us, it, it makes us more dynamic and devote more time to it. We generate more ideas, more oh, ambitious mate, ideas. It's pressure. <laughs> it's, it's pressure. It's People pressure. are paying yeah. for content. We have That's to fantastic. make it good. <laughs> well, the point is they already kind of like us. Yeah. And then we just take that uh, it gives and, us the and ability we deliver to, more. It gives us the ability to do more, Yeah, to allocate more time to these things. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, and we, of course, find more satisfaction in it. So we've got a few people to thank. 
Yes, and uh, as some of these we might have mentioned before, but we're gonna who cares? They're we're gonna, gonna run through yeah. them anyway. So, so we're basically doing shout outs, and this is uh, part of what you get for certain subscription tiers because we we do a few shout outs on the pod. So here we go. You going? You want me to start with Laura V, Corey Van Dam, Alexander John Paltos, Lynn McKenzie, Bradley Garvin, Liam Martin. Burrito Andrew Holdlin Tony W Wattle Brash Paul Nussbaum This reminds me of like Saturday Night Live Marilyn Miller uh, Milo <laughs> Milo a little more than that Come on Milo Jacob Maynard Who tweeted us That's right Yeah Rebecca Hobo Habilis. That sounds awesome. It does. It's a fantastic name. I would definitely throw money at that hobo. <laughs> Jake Lappin. And Stuart Gill. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, you've, you've all chipped in. You've all supported the show. Uh, you, you guys are helping to make this show bigger and better and, and making us be more ambitious. And we are thinking about merch. We're already doing stuff towards 2020. To be honest, like we're, we're developing a big season preview that we want to put out, and there's just there's a lot going on with our show, and we're so excited, and that is through your support. So a huge thanks to uh, everyone that's jumped jumped on Patreon. If you want to support us, Patreon.com/slash/HawkTalkPod is where you need to go. Five dollars a month for bonus episodes, and we are going to be churning them out when we can. There's already some available, so get on there. Patreon.com/slash/HawkTalkPod. Mm, join the community, join the discussion, join the fun. Now, there was one discussion. I raised a very controversial opinion, just to, to wrap up this pod. Uh, I felt it was an unpopular opinion, but I thought it was high time I voiced it. And I was watching the PCM, uh, and they, they put together a video package, and they used Daryl Braithwaite's song, Horses. You know how we mentioned Christmas. Yeah. 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 Well, bring on your Scrooge argument. Come on. <laughs> you don't like horses, just say Yeah, it. okay. I don't like horses. I, I haven't liked horses, and I don't now. I appreciate that it's significant to the playing group. And, and why don't you like it? I just think it's a bit boring. And that's odd for me, because it's it as a pop song, it does have like quite a good melody, but it just doesn't really do anything for me. Okay, yeah. So you're, you're just, it's a musicality thing. I guess. I don't know. I, I Whereas Yankee Doodle Dandy, oh... <laughs> I mean, I mean, I can't imagine where you stand on that. I <laughs> like our songs. I grew up with it. Yeah. That's the difference. Okay, you need to hear it more. I get it. No, that's not the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Just embrace it. Go with it. No, I don't have it's to It's going to be sung at every premiership no. reunion from here oh to my the God, end of time. So... No, only the ones involving Guerra. Where is the problem? No, he started sang it this. in 2015 as well. What? Nah, you're, you're stuffed. Yeah, buggered. So Guerra did this because it's his favourite song, yeah, apparently. and everyone got on board. Well, apparently now the playing group these days... Well, you've days... heard what Ben Stratton plays. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for more Joker and the Thief next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're having too much fun here. That's why we need to wrap up. We are a happy team at Hawthorne. <laughs>